Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Dear Father in heaven, we come to you and ask you to teach us today by your Holy Spirit. We want to understand your truth because we realize that your people will be destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. So today we come to you and ask you to really shine the light of your word into our heart, and we will understand and we will be able to be set free from all the curses in our life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So today I would like to continue to talk about curses and blessing. We have been. Learning about this issue for many times, and I would like to continue to teach you about the curse and blessing. The curse is something that we don't want to have because it really impacts our life in a negative way. And there are so many kinds of curses that happen to people. The problem is that you cannot break the curse if you don't really know what kind of curses you have. Therefore, we need to really depend on the Holy Spirit to reveal what kind of curse we have. When I talk about the curses, I mean two way. Number one, the curses that cause negative impact to our life, such as the curses of sickness. Sickness is not good. No one wants to have sickness. Or the curses of accident. Some family have accident and after accident and after accident. Or the curse of divorce. People get married, divorce, get married, and divorce again, and the children get married and get divorced again and again. These are the negative impact of the curse. But there are also curses that we call weaknesses of character. For example, if a person has a weakness in the area of mouth, speaking lies, or gossiping, that kind of weakness can pass on to the third and fourth generation. Many times the problem is we don't know our own weaknesses. We don't know what is going on in our own life because we are human. We have limited understanding. That's why we need to depend on the Holy Spirit, and we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me read to you the scripture in First Corinthians chapter two, verse fifteen. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. The Bible says that if you are spiritual, you can judge all things. You can discern. You can detect the problem or the things around your life or in your own life. What does it mean to be a spiritual person? It doesn't mean to be religious, to act like the Pharisees. But we are people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, yield to the Holy Spirit. And be led by the Holy Spirit. So, if you are filled, you are led, and you are controlled by the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of Truth. He is the Spirit of Revelation. He will reveal to you what's wrong in your own life, what's going on in your family line, what weaknesses you have, or what kind of bad stuff that the enemy put into your life. Therefore, we need to really become spiritual people. In order to discern and understand our own life, in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2, the Bible says, "Like a flitting sparrow, 
like a flying swallow. So a curse without cause shall not alight. The curse will not just happen by accident. There is a cause of the curse, and the cause of the curse is sin. When we sin against God, we open the door for the devil to come attack us, and he attacks us by using his agent, which is called demons. Demon will come into our life and begin to work in certain area, and that kind of demon we call family spirit. That understand and study your life, your parents' life, your great grandparents' life, and they follow from generation to generation. I give you example: if your mom, your dad, or your parents have the weaknesses of rebellion, or cruelty, or idolatry, or violence, they open the door for the spirit of violence, spirit of idolatry to come in, and they will control your. Ancestor, so when they die, this spirit will follow you into your generation, and you do the same thing again. You become very cruel or violent, or you practice idolatry because the spirit control you. That's why we need to understand how this demon come in, how the curse come into your life, and the key to get out from curses is repentance and stop sinning. Amen. But how can we repent and stop sinning if we don't even know what is right and what is wrong? That's why the Bible says in Hosea chapter four verse six, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If we don't have the knowledge of the truth of God, then we can do wrong thing all the time. We can make mistake all the time, and we will we will make mistake all the time. We will do wrong things in the eyes of God, and those wrong things open the door for the Enemy to come in. We need to know the Bible. We need to know what is right, what is wrong. We need to understand the Word of God. That's why we need to read the Bible. We go to Bible study. We listen to the good teaching CD, so that we can repent and we can get out from those habits, get out from those sinful practices, and we can reverse the curse. Amen. In order to really stop the curse and reverse it into blessing, the key is to. Really repent and to stop the work of family spirit of the enemy. The book of Matthew chapter 12 verses 28 and 29, the Bible says, "But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, in order to cast out demon, you need the anointing. Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods, unless?" He first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Jesus gave this analogy that if you want to go to, into a house and take something from that house, the first thing you have to do is to buy or to overcome the head of that household. When you have a curse, the devil or Satan or demon come in to control that part of your life. He is called strong man. So, in order to stop the curse, beside repenting, you need to cast demon out of your life. You need to buy that strong man and take him out of your life and fill your life with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, in order to do that, you need to come into the file of God on a regular basis 
and let the fire of God burn the junk out of you, burn the evil spirit out of you, and keep repenting, repenting all the time, live a holy life, love God and serve God, then the blessing will go to the next thousand generation. Amen? God gives the fire of God to the church so that the evil spirit can leave people. We need to go and buy the strong man, evil spirits, or demonic activities, or Satan. I mean, Satan didn't come in to live in you. Satan sent demon to live in you. So we cast them out from people's life. If you listen to my CD series about demonology, you will remember that in the book of Joel, chapter 2, the Bible talks about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Joel chapter 2, 28 and 29. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about locusts, many kinds of locusts. Demons are symbolized in the Bible as insects, and that is locusts. So God said, I send the Holy Spirit, I send the fire of God into the church to get rid and to kill locusts in your life, to be set free so that the curses will not follow you and your children. Amen? Actually, I tell you the truth. This is a struggling in my heart all these years about being a pastor of the local church. I have two choices to do. I have two choices. I run the church like just have a nice service with coffee stand. Everyone happy, preach nice sermon, everyone tickle the ear, feel good, and the church keep growing, growing in bigger church because everyone's so happy here. No one feel very uneasy in the, inside them because I just preach encouraging message all the time. But it end up a lot of people have demons, family breakdown, Pornography, how many pastors in America are addicted to pornography? How many people get into cancer in the church? I can choose that way, but the member will suffer eventually because we don't let the Holy Spirit move in the church. We don't kick demons out of the church. But another way to do is to follow the Bible. Everywhere Jesus went, he healed the sick, he cast out demons, he moved in the Holy Spirit. Yes, this way, this style is so popular in Asia. The church in Asia grows so fast because people love signs and wonders. They see signs and wonders in the non-Christian temple. I mean, I, I used to be a non-believer. I used to be Buddhist. When I go to Buddhist temple, I saw signs and wonders. Demons come and perform signs and wonders. So when Christians go to Thailand, we need to perform signs and wonders too. Otherwise, they will not come to church. They will just go to Thai temple, Buddhist temple. But in America, when I start to move and lay hand and move in the Holy Ghost, people are run out of the church. Because we were so brainwashed that the church is singing three songs and three hymns and three hers and preaching 15 minutes and go home and no laying on of hand. That's not Jesus' ministry. Jesus said, the work that I do, you shall do also, and greater work than this you shall do. But you know, I choose this way. I choose the Holy Spirit because this is what I learned. Number one, I need to protect people who commit to me first, my own family. That's a church member. I don't want any church member to have demons and curses. And I notice that people who don't want the Holy Spirit anyway, they don't commit anyway, and they move from church to church. They don't care. So after a while, I learned all this year that instead of pleasing the guests and pleasing people who come and watch me, I'd rather protect the members of the church and move in the Holy Spirit. Because I don't want even one man in this church to have cancer. I don't want any man in this church or woman in this church or even children in this church have curses and bondage in their life. 
That's why we have to go in and buy the strong man. We need to get rid of demon by the file of God. Amen. I know you feel uncomfortable when I talk all of these things, but but you need to hear the truth because people are destroyed because of the the lack of knowledge. Amen. When the spirit of God move in Second Corinthians chapter three verse seventeen, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. How many people want liberty? I want to be blessed. I don't want to be bound by curses and demons and bad disease. I want to be set free. We need to let the Holy Spirit move in our midst. Amen. I'd like to mention about one of the curses. I just want to hit one issue today. I don't have a lot of time to hit many issues. I want to just talk about one issue. One of the curses that happen a lot in society and you don't even know about it. That's why you need the Holy Spirit to reveal. It's the curse of bitterness. How many people have been hurt by somebody in the past? I can raise a lot higher than you. I get hurt a lot. How many people even get hurt by your parents or your siblings? Raise your hand up. Maybe your parents love another sibling more than you. Maybe you get hurt by your spouse, by your own children, by your boss. Everybody faces the situation that you get hurt by somebody. So bitterness is a common issue in the world. Amen. What we need to do to get rid of this curse of bitterness is to repent and forgive those who hurt you. We need to practice what the Bible say. Isaiah forty-three verse twenty-five. I even I am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. God say, when He forgives, He does not remember your sin. We need to forgive and forget. If we hold bitterness or harbor bitterness in our heart, we will get into trouble. Amen. Lately, I preparing the teaching called "Love Never Fails," and I'm gonna come and preach one of these days soon. God show me in the Scripture one of the reason people get sick. Because they hold bitterness on the inside of them, and I will show you when I preach those three sermons, I get three sermons out of it about love never fails, love forgives. Amen. Don't hold bitterness. We're going to look at one man in the Bible to show you that the curse of bitterness will go into the third and fourth generations. Look at the man named Esau, Genesis chapter twenty-five, verse twenty-seven. So the boys, mean Esau and Jacob, grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. Okay, two sons of Isaac, Jacob and Esau, and they were so different. One man, Esau, was a martial man, big muscle, hairy chest, strong, run fast, can fight, can wrestle. Can shoot the arrow very well. He can hunt, but he was earthly conscious. He cared about his stomach. He cared about how he looked, how people see him. A great man. He was a very carnal man. Opposite to Jacob, Jacob was quiet, stay home, cooking for the mom, but he was spiritual. He was looking for the blessing of God, 
Look at what the Bible say about Esau. In Hebrew chapter 12, verses 15 to 17, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defied, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. The book of Hebrew call Esau profane person. He loved his physical need more than God's things. And he is a fornicator. What does it mean, fornicator? Committing sexual immorality. But this is not physical fornicator, but spiritual fornicator. He loved the things of the world more than the things of God. Amen? That's what it means, fornicator. Who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. This man, Esau, he was a very carnal. He was thinking only about his good muscle, his ability. He was the first son of Isaac, and he should receive the birthright, the blessing of the first son. And one day after he came back from hunting, he was hungry. And he saw his brother cooking stew. And he said, can I eat that stew? Jacob, he wanted to get that blessing of the first son. He said, if you get the stew, that's okay. Let's swap. You get the stew, I get your first birthright. And what happened? Esau was willing to sell his birthright for just one cup of stew. What a shame. He did. He sold it. He exchanged it. And he ate and he went to bed and slept and full in his stomach. When he woke up, he felt so bad. He went to his dad and said, can you bless me? But the dad could not. He lost the blessing of the firstborn just because of one soup of stew, one bowl of soup. And instead of repenting, instead of saying sorry to God and ask God to help him, he became depressed. The Bible says he was so bitter and depressed. He was mad at Jacob. He was mad at his mom. He was mad at his dad. He did not repent at all. He feels self-pity. That's why the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 29, In those days, they shall say no more. In those days, our days. The fathers have eaten sour grapes. I mean, the fathers have bitterness. And the children's teeth are set on edge. So when the father has bitterness, the children are going to get the effect or the curses of bitterness to the third and fourth generation. What happened? One day, Esau died. But his offspring or his descendant became a group of people called Edomites. Look at what happened to the Edomites in Numbers chapter 20, verses 14 to 21. More than 400 years later, Esau already died. The children of Israel or Jacob never did anything wrong to the children of Esau called Edomite. But more than 400 years later, look at the curse of bitterness still follow into that generation. Now Moses sent messenger. Moses and the children of Israel came from Jacob, and the Edomite came from Esau, from Kadesh to the king of Edom. 
Let's say your brother Israel. You know all the hardship that had befallen us. How our fathers went down to Egypt, and we dwell in Egypt for a long time. And the Egyptians afflicted us and our fathers. When we cried out to the Lord, He heard our voice and sent an angel and brought us up out of Egypt. Now here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your border. So the children of Israel want to go to the Promised Land, and they came close to the edge of the land of Edom. Please let us pass through your country. We will not pass through fields or vineyards, nor will we drink water from wells. We will go along the king's highway. Instead of coming to your house, they go on I-5 or 405. We will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we have passed through your territory. Then Adam said to him, look at what Adam said, You shall not pass through my land, lest I come out against you with the sword. So the children of Israel said to him, We will go by the highway, and if I or my livestock drink any of your water, then I will pay for it. Let me only pass through on foot, nothing more. Then he said, You shall not pass through. So Adam came out against them with many men and with a strong hand. Thus Adam refused to give Israel passage through his territory. So Israel turned away from him. This generation of the children of Israel never did anything wrong to the Edomites. But you see that the bitterness, the anger, the hatred in the heart of the third and fourth generation of Esau still followed these people. They hated the children of Israel. Bitterness can go into the next generation, next generation, and next generation. Demonic power. Amen? Bitterness is too expensive. It's costly. You cannot afford it. If you live in bitterness, you are calling problem to yourself and bringing the curse into your third and fourth generation. That's what happened to the Edomites. How many people heard the word Herods before? Herods are governor or kings in that generation, in Jesus' generation. There were all four Herods. The first one is Herod the Great. Did Herod the Great say, I love Jesus? No. He heard the word of God from the wise men. He should have repented. But Herod the Great did not repent. He decreed. Oh, first of all, all the Herods are Edomian. They are Edomites. They are the descendants of Esau as well. They hated the Jews. So when the Herod the Great heard about Jesus, he decreed the soldier to kill all the children under two years old. Many hundred children died. He committed big murder, horrible murder. Then the next Herod heard again. And the next one, four of them, four generations, heard about Jesus. And even one of them met Jesus himself and heard the gospel from Jesus. Another one heard the gospel from John the Baptist. All of them never repented. What happened to the last Herod? He ran away. He lived in an island. And the volcano erupted. And the whole family died. 
There is no more Herod in the world today. God gave them the chance for four generations to repent and to get rid of bitterness, but they did not repent, and they were gone. You see the seriousness of curses. We should not be bitter against anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. So I hope that you learn a lesson today. That cursing is not good. We need to repent as soon as possible. If God talk to you something, remind you or warn you about something, don't play game. Don't be stubborn. Repent as soon as possible, and ask the fire of God to come in and clean you up from any demonic spirit or family spirit in your life. Amen. As long as I live, I will continue to move in the fire of God and preach repentance. Ask people to repent, because otherwise, the church get into trouble. Amen. How many people have bitterness in your heart right now? You don't need to raise hand. Why don't you repent and ask God to forgive you? Amen. Why don't we bow down and pray together? Father in heaven, we thank you so much for showing the truth in your scriptures, both the New and Old Testaments. Your people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. Today, by your grace, they heard the truth. They have the knowledge. I pray, Father, that they will respond to your word. They will not have hard head. They will not have stubborn heart, but they will repent. Oh Lord, we come together this morning in your presence. Ask you for forgiveness. Forgive the sin of bitterness. We want to forgive those who hurt our feeling, take advantage of us, say bad things about us behind our back, cause the downfall of our life. We forgive them, Lord. We tear the I O U. We bless them. We're gonna find the opportunity to do good things and nice thing to them. We don't want to hold bitterness in our heart, Lord, anymore. Oh Lord, we want to see our next thousand generation to be blessed, not to be in the curse like Esau and the Edomites. We want to live. According to what you say, we want to walk in love and forgiveness. Help us, Holy Spirit, to forget what people did to us, Lord, and we can turn around and bless them. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! How many people repent in this room and say, "I forgive, I repent. I'm not going to hold bitterness anymore." Wave your hand. I, I'm sorry, Lord. I repent today. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your forgiveness. May your glory fill this house, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Fill our heart. Let your glory fill this, this house. Let your praises fill my heart. Let His wrestle of blood to you. Sacrifice of praise. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You deserve the glory. Fill this house. Let your praises fill my love. Let His vessel offer to you sacrifice of praise. You do. that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com To them all gathered in your name I lift to you this new praise song All the wrongs I have ever done Have been washed away By your only son Bring me your tired You said Bring me your weak Bring me your hungry man 
your clothes.